This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. I'd like to thank our sponsors who make our podcast possible. We take our podcast with the ongoing support of Raider and Jason Sikora, our sound engineer. Raider is a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. Iberia Bank and First Horizon, who are now one bank. Two relationship-driven banks, both leaders in the industry, have officially joined forces. The combination of Iberia Bank and First Horizon creates a leading financial services company dedicated to enriching the lives of their clients, associates, and their communities. I'd also like to thank Lafayette General Health, who has joined the Oshner Health family and is now Oshner Lafayette General. As one health system, Oshner Lafayette General will provide expanded services and enhanced care from the familiar faces you already trust. Oshner Lafayette General means more resources to help solve healthcare's toughest problems, reinvesting in our communities, and being further committed to health and wellness. Oshner Lafayette General, together means more. Learn more today at togethermeansmore.org. Today, we welcome Paige Barnett to Discover Lafayette. A Lafayette native, Paige has dedicated her professional life to the arts, but with a degree from UL Lafayette in chemical engineering, I wasn't sure how to introduce her since I've known her since she was a very little girl. But I did what most of us do, and I went to her LinkedIn page, and here's what I found. Paige is an experienced artist with a demonstrated history of working in the performing arts industry. Skilled in field installation, improvisation, ballet, performing arts, and acting. Strong arts and design professional with a bachelor's degree focused in chemical engineering from UL Lafayette. On November 6, 2021, at 1 p.m., Paige is directing A Song of Visions, Dance, Opera, and Jazz, a unique dance, opera, and jazz performance at the historic St. John's Episcopal Church in Washington. So we're here today to welcome, first of all, Paige Barnett, but also talk about what it's like to be an artist, a producer, and somebody who wants to bring the arts to all of us. Paige, welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Jan, for having me. Yeah, what a pleasure, huh? Oh, my gosh. It's just like... A trip down memory lane, I know. for sure. For people that don't know us, um, <laughs> I met Paige when she was a very little girl at the Academy of the Sacred Heart. Yes. My daughter Taylor and Paige have been friends for years. Yeah, good friends and known each other for a long time. Yeah, but with y'all growing up, you yeah. know, the quotes, the air quotes, um, I'm just thrilled to let you share your story. So tell us what's going on uh, November 6th. It's going to be holiday time, so it's a good time to be going out and enjoying yourself. Yes, and I, well, I did look at the weather for that day, and it's supposed to be beautiful. Oh, good. And uh, they not can too tell hot. Far I don't know. You never know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, supposedly, I think early November is a, a great time yeah. for us. Um, How did you choose Washington, first of all? I know that St. John's is a historic site. Yes. Okay, so there were a couple of reasons. First, and foremost, I had been wanting to perform in some sort of spiritual setting. Um, and I didn't know how to do that because I didn't quite 
want to do something like in a specifically Catholic church or mm-hmm. any sort of like one religion, but more of a secular space. And so my, actually my, my boyfriend said, Hey, well, my brother got married in Washington at this church. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you check that place out? And then I went, oh, how did I not think of I that? I know, because you've got friends from there also yes, that you grew I up do. with. Yes, I do. Like, yeah. from Sacred Heart. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people lived in Washington mm-hmm. going to that school. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, so I called the Washington Garden Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I I kind of had to, like, propose what I wanted to do. And they were like, oh, well, we've never had dance in here before, but mm-hmm. that sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah. like uh, definitely, and especially coming out of like COVID times. Yeah, it's just nice to be performing and even having mm-hmm. public get-togethers like weddings and stuff um, in these spaces again. So. Right, right. So tell us about the dance and and more about it. Um, A song of visions dance, opera, and jazz. So yes. tell us what this is about. <laughs> it's, it, it started off uh, one thing, only dance and opera, and then it's it just I kept adding musician after musician after musician because I couldn't help myself. Um, basically, the phrase I've been using to encompass what the whole project is, um, a quote, uh, it's... It looks like a wedding, it acts like a wedding, but it is absolutely not a wedding. (laughs) So because we're going to be in a space that's, for the most part, used for wedding ceremonies um, as a venue, I thought, let's just go with that. Um, And a lot of my work deals with um, like women conscientiousness, so... Uh, I thought, okay, growing up in South Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, I've, I think a lot of females get this as well, but you get from your parents, you get from your grandparents, oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? Like, all this stuff. So, which is actually very endearing to me mm-hmm. in some ways, because we're so family-oriented down here. Right. But I wanted to find a way to talk about this. In a, that was kind of comical, kind of deep, mm-hmm. fun, musical, and also relatable. So we do begin the show very much like a wedding. Oh, okay. With the dancers are kind of taking on this bridesmaid mm-hmm. persona. And our opera singer, Sasha Massey, who is, if you've never heard her sing, oh my gosh, she's the cantor at St. John's uh, Cathedral downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, She's just absolutely amazing and an amazing soul as well. Um, but she's our bride for the show. So we have a singing, beautiful bride. Uh-huh. And um, it's uh, it'll kind of go in between the dancers singing, Sasha singing, uh, conventional opera pieces inside the church. And then we have a little surprise for our act two. <laughs> um, you know, you bring some, well, don't bring walking shoes, but wear comfortable shoes because we will be going outside for the second act and it will be uh, a little bit more of a reception with jazz. And, oh, that sounds fun. And then we get to hear our bride singing a different type of music. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 
going to be really fun and lovely. Is it all singing and dancing? Is there some spoken word or is it all, uh, I guess, portrayed through the dance and the song? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, We actually do have some spoken word mingled Mm -hmm. within it. So we have a few... One specific passage that we'll be reading. Um, And then we also have a couple of uh, monologues that the dancers will be dancing and speaking at the same time. So, yeah, it's all, it's really just a journey. And it's one of these uh, performances that you just have to go on the ride. You sit down and, you know, watch it all unfold. And, and I was thinking when you said ride, it's also a beautiful drive, ride, to get yes. to Washington, oh just to anticipate the performance. Yes, and yeah. Washington has just been working, the town of Washington has been working so hard. Um, I think the last few months, Mayor Dwight Landerneau, um, and with the help of Jackie Lyle, who has helped so much in, um, you know, grant writing and finding funds and things like that for the mm-hmm. project. But Washington has has just helped immensely and really with like spreading the word and the Washington Garden Club ladies have been very, very helpful as mm-hmm. well. Um, Are things back open is the, um, I know there's an antique mall that was yes. open. I have not been since COVID shut oh down my things. Gosh, is, yes. is the town, it's back open where the yeah, people can go shop. Yeah, things are open over there. Um, I was thinking people could go shop, you know, before oh, they come to the event. Definitely. So I, um, we have actually on Saturday, we have two shows. We have a 1 p.m. and a 4 p.m. Um, and it's kind of fun. We did it that way to make it like, uh, it's not just a performance you're going to see. It's a whole experience because you can either, you know, go shopping before and then hit the show, which is going to be down the block right. from the antique school mall or um we are having our official after party um <laughs> after the 4 p.m show at the steamboat oh, so that's yeah. open for all right. and just a fun way to like right. kind of liven the town um i saw there were some well-known dancers including um claire cook i mean yes. tell, tell us about who all is participating are you dancing also i am dancing okay. yes which has been very hard um putting on all the different hats right this is my first time um directing something of this scope so uh i am dancing though <laughs> uh claire cook is mm-hmm. dancing as well from base and arts yes from yeah. base and arts a little plug in there for you claire yeah she's great <laughs> oh, yeah Oh, yes, absolutely. Just like top-notch, professional, amazing. And very, like, you know, she has been a mentor to me too, you know, in learning how to not just dance, but direct and uh, and create and think about creating. Right. Um, so creating, did you write this? How was this created? How was the, um, the event, the performance oh, um, created? It started off with just a few ideas. It was mostly me and another one of our dancers and our project choreographer, Nicole Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically just started getting together and thinking, hmm, what do we want to do? And it started, the process started with us talking about um, like being sirens and kind of, oh, brother, where art thou sort of vibe. Um, 
adding in Greek mythology, adding in a lot of like um, spirituality through nature elements. Mm -hmm. And then it just like completely took off and it just, it was like, it had its own mind. Right. And so, yeah, it's really collaborative effort because I was able to create movement inspired by each of the individual dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, which are Claire Cook, Nicole Curtis, and we have Amanda Abate, who is a, she's a graphic design student at UL right now. We have Natalie Kojis, who is a recent graduate from the dance program at UL and is a wonderful dancer. And then we have Madison Graves and another recent UL dance grad. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, that is that's it for the dancers. There's six of us. <laughs> yeah. I'll put myself. you on the spot with that. Yeah. I'm like names, yes. But it was a, a create it's like a new y'all created this. It wasn't something that was based on something else. You just went with oh, your inspiration. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. completely original. Uh-huh. Completely. A hundred percent. Um What yeah. is it like fundraising? Oh. <laughs> okay, well that's that's what I really learned or am learning in this process. Um Great thing, there you know, with everything, positives and negatives. Um, Art Spark uh, 2021 by Acadia Center for the Arts and Lafayette Economic Development Authority. I received an Art Spark Award for yeah, this year. That's great. And that was like this literally the spark mm-hmm. of me being able to get a little bit of buzz out and having people who were interested to help me even more. Mm-hmm. So it makes you legitimate. It by, does. Like you're recognized by people that know they want to see you yes. succeed. Yeah. I think that's a big honor to get that award. Oh my gosh. It really mm-hmm. is. And especially because it's for individual artists. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes ever is that, well, I don't know if it's a quote, but it's just a statement is that, you know, there's never been a civilization's never, um, Pro, like progressed without the arts. Exactly. So that makes yeah. you think, well, what, you know, if you take out the arts, well, then there's no, right. We don't, what is that? Like that's our culture and that's mm-hmm. our stamp. And, and in school, it's so hard for younger people to get it full exposure to the arts. There's so much of an emphasis yes. on passing tests oh my gosh. that they don't get yes. to just like play around. And, you know, we used to just be able to Mm-hmm. dance and sing and just yeah. we could spend part of our day just being knuckleheads and mm-hmm. and seeing what we liked but today exactly. it's just su- such a different emphasis which I know there's a reason for it but there's not a lot of time for for the cultural enrichments yeah it's that's something that I'm like working towards to spread the word of how important the arts mm-hmm. are and especially to children like because they probably naturally are drawn to that. Oh, they're naturally. And you can tell anytime you go to a performance with, and mm-hmm. there's kids, they will be like, oh, they will be up in the mm-hmm. front or just like, you know, googly eyed, just like watching a dancer perform. And it's like, I have the chills just yeah. thinking about it because you know you're hitting something that's, mm-hmm. that goes deep. I think it's innate in all of us, yes. but it has to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get that or you're not exposed to it, you never know. Yes. So. Well, and then Jackie Lyle um, told uh, Mayor Dwight Langeneau about the project. And so through her, we were able to get a couple of grants um, 
a South Arts grant, which is really amazing. It's a branch of the National Endowment for the Arts, which is like the big, <laughs> the head honcho. Yeah, right. we, we like that. And then um, we also got a grant uh, from the Louisiana Office of Cultural Development. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it looked like there was quite a few. Oh, yes. There's, well, yes, a lot of. Not all the individuals, but the, I mean, this is like from major mm-hmm. Louisiana agencies. Division of the yeah. Arts, mm-hmm. a Louisiana Project Grant from the Division of the Arts, Office of Cultural Development, Department of Culture, Recreation and Tourism, in cooperation with the Louisiana State Arts Council as administered by the yep. Acadiana Arts Council. It's just like, that's one thing, like, I didn't even know these existed, these mm-hmm. organizations. I mean, I knew some of them, but like, because I am so new at this, I was kind of blown away with, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is so much. And then I had to help write some of these newer grants, these bigger grants. And I, um, through writing, I realized like how much the town of Washington, you know, there's a very, very huge wealth gap there. And most of the citizens are like very, very, very much under the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember saying like, or talking with Jackie and only like 11 businesses collect um, sales tax. So there's just not, you know, there's not a lot of money coming in, but one way to fix that is by having events like this. Mm -hmm. Um, New Orleans Jazz Orchestra, they just had a little three person free show at Washington Elementary. I saw that. I know I went, it was, it was amazing. And Mm -hmm. it was a great turnout. Um, and then people get to see the town like in a yes. new light and go, well, I need to come here more. Exactly. Eat, and shop, I don't know why people yeah, don't. Stay. You know how many people are like, where's Washington? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's only 35 minutes away. Yeah, it's from, just north of Grand Coteau. Yeah. That area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from, I guess, from here, from the oil mm-hmm. center area. So yeah. it's just yeah, such a lovely, beautiful town. And I have some fond memories of it growing up. And just the nature and the people and the way of living there is, it's um, like it's just a blast from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's yeah. just like quiet and, and genuine and mm-hmm. sweet and spiritual. Right. Well, if people are interested in buying tickets and attending, yes. where do we go? What do we do? Um, there's a couple of different ways. So you can go directly to my website. Um, I'll just state www.vpbarnett.com slash a hyphen song hyphen of hyphen visions. Okay. I'll put that in our show notes (laughs) too. (laughs) Um, So if you go to that website, uh, there's a big like buy tickets button. Mm -hmm. So you can, it's a very secure, you know, pay Mm -hmm. through the internet sort of thing. Um, I do want to say that I am offering student and artist discounts as well. So um, I will give you, Jan, the discounts. Okay. The codes. There's yeah. some like fancy little codes that good. we have for it. So that's good. Um, and you'll get your ticket emailed. I, there's also a Facebook event out. Um, if you just type in on Facebook a song of visions, mm-hmm. we're like, we'll pop right up and you'll see. You can hit going <laughs> and there's they all the information right you need yeah. there. Oh yeah. I've, I'm, I've been trying to be very good about 
putting everything everywhere. Yeah. I was thinking you'd learned a lot, though. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, to be an artist is such a wonderful calling, but to, to make a living as an artist yeah. has got to be um, a struggle at times, especially as you're building up your yeah. name and your career. You know, um, I have to say that, honestly, like going kind of back to getting a, a degree that's in engineering and not yeah. in arts, you know, I used to think like, oh, why did I do that? Why, you know, I should have, I, I wasted those years and I could have been making art, but then I realized it gave me the intense work ethic mm -hmm. that one needs to be a freelance or oh, yeah, the discipline. in any way. Discipline is incredible. Yes, and I always say people don't understand or I get maybe get it or really think about it, but like you are your own uh, marketing person, your own graphic designer. Mm -hmm. You are directing, you're choreographing, you are doing your agenda, you're your personal manager, you're your accountant. Yeah. It's like all of it. The CEO and the janitor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All <laughs> right. of it. So, Soup but that's why we love it. And yeah. I, I love that because I love being able to go and do different things throughout my day. Um, that's just how I, yeah, how I roll, how yeah. I like to live. Well, let's take a break. I want to hear more about your personal life and what led you to a life of dance. Um, before we do, though, I'd like to pause and reflect back on an interview we did with Mitzi Heath, who I know mm -hmm. you know, from the Lafayette Ballet Theater. Yes, love And Mitzi. we all love them for putting on the Nutcracker mm -hmm. each year. But they also do a lot to enrich our greater community, especially young children. And this moment is brought to us by Kurgan Brothers Sonic, where you can enjoy the Raging Cajun cheeseburger for a limited time. And I actually had one last weekend. Taylor brought one over, Paige, and it was it's delicious. I'm going to have, yeah. It's got a Cajun flavor mix of Tabasco brand spicy mayo, pepper jack cheese, Tony Sachery's famous Creole seasoning, and fried mm. onion tangler. So... Mm. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know, after like a long three-hour dance rehearsal, mm -hmm. I'm, always, it. <laughs> I'm always wanting a burger, so I'll have to try that. Yeah. Well, we thank <laughs> Kurgan Brothers and Ted Kurgan for their generous support. Let's listen to the moment with Mitzi Heath. So I'd like to learn more about what the Lafayette Ballet Theater does throughout the year. I know the okay. Nutcracker is your big focus, mm -hmm. Mitzi, but um, I know that there's a lot more that goes into running this than just planning for the Nutcracker. Okay. What what other um, well, there's performances? One event that, well, there's, there's a spring performance, but as far as our outreach goes, Jan, there's one event that I really am proud of. It's called A Night at the Ballet, and we give away 200 tickets to area shelters. And some of the letters we've gotten back from kids that just said, oh, my gosh, I had one night to just only think about fairies with wands and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. So that, that melted my heart. Um, but we also collect clothing, too, because a lot of these children do not have the appropriate. And part of the fun is getting dressed up with right. new shoes. and a night and, out. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the outreach programs that Lafayette Ballet does that I Welcome back to Discover Lafayette with Paige Barnett. So Paige, you grew up, you went to, you know, grew up here in Lafayette, went to school mm -hmm. out um, in Grand Coteau at the Academy. And I remembered you dancing, but when I read an interview that was really good that Aileen Bennett had, had done, you were the BU person, I guess, yes. a couple years back. I mean, I knew you liked dancing, but you always knew, right? That's where I, you felt at home? Yes. Oh, I, it, it was just one of those things that like, I could never get away from it. And when I did have space from it, I was, there was something missing. 
So, um, but yeah, I love Aileen. Aileen and I did a site-specific work together um, with Gina Aswell in Opelousas. Okay. Just one St. Landry Parish at a time. Yes, uh, yeah. A little, little you know, town, town yeah. in the St. Landry Parish. We're, you know, bringing the arts there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I've always known. I danced at Jillisty Dance Studio, which I still teach ballet okay. there. Um, love, love it over there. The girls are so talented. Um, and Jill lives for that too. She's yes. A dancer through and through. Oh my gosh, she is. And I mean, Jill taught me everything I, I know about how to be a performer, you know, because that was, I found that whenever I did move to New York to pursue dancing, there was this, uh, very, like my stage presence is, you know, different than a lot of the people over mm-hmm. there. So, Thank you, Jill. Yeah. Well, tell me about it. So you took dance all through school, all through, yes. I guess, through high school. Yes. And then did you go straight to UL? Did you stay here to go straight? I did, oh, yeah. I, I was at UL for a while. I tried a few different things, nursing, um, biology, and then chemical engineering. But the entire time I was dancing, for still dancing with Jill, dancing with Kathy Abair and Alphalusis, um, doing UL's State of La Dance, which is, you know, the the dance department's um, fall show. So I was just always dancing, always dancing. And I remember <laughs> as soon as I graduated um, with my degree from UL, almost immediately I told my whole family that, um, I'm not going to be an engineer. I'm just going to be a dancer, which you can imagine. <laughs> Their faces. They were not happy. They're so supportive, though, of me and like mm-hmm. are so happy that I've, I have this passion. Um, but it was just very, very uh, funny. And I was like, well, you should have known. I mean, I failed one of my engineering classes because I was dancing too much with the dance department. <laughs> so, you know. I, I didn't even really have to choose. I think it kind of just chose, chose you, me. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a vocation. So how has um, COVID affected you? I know you had moved to New York, right? Yes. And like all this timing, <clears throat> it's just been so tough on everybody, especially New York residents. Yeah. Um, New York, it was rough. Um, I, as soon as I heard about like all the shutdowns in the city is whenever I decided to come back home found a rent car there weren't many and just Mm -hmm. took my cat because we couldn't fly (laughs) and so I uh came came right home and I'm so thankful because just being like in nature again and being so close to family it was like ah yes but I was lucky enough to be in a couple of companies in New York dance Higginbotham and then I was formerly with a company called Christina Noel and the Creature but we were actually still doing Zoom rehearsals. Um, so I was still dancing, and I still had a job, which was good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also did like a few things for like the Guggenheim has a works in process. So my com- uh, the companies I'm in were dealing with that, and yeah, yeah. it was all Zoom. Everything Zoom, nothing in person. But it, it's, it was fun, but it's also like, okay, I'm tired of dancing in my four little walls. Yeah. Like, I want a studio again. Um, but, you know, artists, they'll find a way. Mm-hmm. We will find a way to make something happen. So 
I just remember the internet being like filled with people dancing in their bedrooms and all of a sudden like having all these really interesting short videos online of like little mini projects, dance projects, or now I guess it was like video Mm -hmm. dance projects. Um, So yeah, I still dance. I never stopped dancing. Um, You know, it was hard, but you you start doing things outside. You just have all your performances outside. Right. Are things opening back up for the people that stayed in New York or that are going back to New York? Are they performing Mm -hmm. again? So it's Yeah, I actually just performed there like three weeks ago. So, yeah, I did a a bubble residency with um, Mean Moves, a company up there, and we performed on Little Island, NYC, which is this cool kind of like on the Hudson Public Park. And, uh, yeah, it was really beautiful because we were all like, oh, my God, this is like, I remember looking out over the water like, oh, I'm so happy to be performing again, like in front of people. Cause there's mm-hmm. an energy between the audience and the performer that you don't get when you're just posting stuff. Exactly. Online. Yeah. 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 So, um, you think you're back home for good or is it just, Oh, you know, I, I, one day at a time. <laughs> well, so right now I'm kind of, I've been going back and forth between here and New York. So I'm, I'm trying to make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be going back there in January for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm here for the time being. Right. I didn't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, but I'm I mean, here for the time being. Yeah. But like, yeah, I I don't think I don't think my work is done either. Mm-hmm. Um, but also doing this this new project, A Song of Visions, I have gotten way more into the community outreach elements of art that I always was just like a um, kind of a bystander of, or I would help out Mm -hmm. in the small ways, but now like actually having to put something on, I'm like, okay, well, I think I really like this. I like the philanthropy of the arts. It's very, very beautiful and needed. Um, Mm -hmm. For A Song of Visions, we're actually, Miss Laverne, the principal at Washington Elementary, uh, has helped facilitate. We're going to do a creative dance and art making workshop with the special education students over there. So if you come to the show, you can look out first a little something that they, the students will make for us that we will, some props that we we're going to be using during the mm-hmm. show as well. Right. Which is, you know, it's, it's yeah. so, I'm so excited for that. I wanted to ask you, in that same interview with um, Aileen Bennett, you had mentioned a performing artist, um, mm-hmm. Marina Abramovich, is that right? Yes, Marina Abramovich. I My believe- fearless leader. Uh-huh. You said she changes the way the world views performance art. So I don't know if most of us view it. I, I wonder, I think we have to be reminded to yes. look. You know? Yes. So um, Marina Abramovich, let's see, I guess she she's 74 years old now. Um, she's still beautiful. I'm just looking her yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a, a great documentary about her. It was on Netflix forever. It's called The Artist is Present. And, you know, she's just, she's a force to be reckoned with. Um, but she's been doing avant-garde performance art forever. And she's done... Um, 
a few pieces that are you know it body art is what it's called so she'll use her body in a way that's um instead of dancing like in a gallery or in an art space she will just be sitting and like staring at an empty chair and the audience members can choose or the viewers can choose like if you want to go and sit in the chair oh my goodness and like you participate you can participate but she'll do this for hours and hours and hours it's like it's durational performance art so it's very weird but she is incredibly (laughs) incredibly well known and famous like in that realm um but yeah she's a serbian conceptual and performance artist Mm -hmm. So how did um, she touch you though? Like what was it about her that inspired you? Well, I watched the artist is present and I just, her, I mean, she just knew what she wanted. Mm -hmm. She didn't let anyone tell her like, oh, well that's just too weird. Or that's just, you know, I, I don't know anything. It's like, she didn't care. It was just all about her passion all about the art. And she knew that she was making a difference, Mm -hmm. even though she didn't get famous famous until just now you know or within the last 10 years really so after her prime years yes like hard work determination Mm -hmm. you know and just it's okay to be unique and it's okay to create unique things so she was okay being marina yeah 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 what do you do you have advice for young girls or, or young men that want to be dancers? Like, you know, do you ever talk with younger people? Because you're only, are you still 29? Yes, yeah, yeah, I I am 29, almost 30. But um, yeah, so I I do still teach dance, so I am around students a lot. And I think the most important thing is to just, if you are dancing, and this can go for anything that you're passionate about, but whenever you're doing it, even the days that you are feeling like, oh, it's not my day, mm-hmm. I don't feel good, or I have all this yeah. other stuff, just remember yeah. to be present in your practice and know that it will pay off. And the work that you put in, you will you know, be bountiful for that. Uh-huh. So it's, it's just about like, giving back and being very true to yourself and just hard work, hard work, hard work. I I can't say that. And take chances. Just go, just go do Mm -hmm. like whatever, Yeah. Yeah. you know, you'll never know unless you try. You have been so supported by your family. I know, you know, the emotional support. You've been yes. so fortunate. I know your family and I know how much they love you. I'm. They're so great, especially because I'm like the only artist in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think sometimes they're just like, oh, well, Paige is just off, going, you know, doing mm-hmm. this. That's our girl. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but they are very supportive. They come to every single one of my shows and, you know, I talk to them every day and I was lucky enough to be raised by my mom, my aunt and my grandparents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people, uh, every day (laughs) and, um, they're all just wonderful and they are wonderful. Yeah. And so were you, I'm just so, I'm proud of you. And I'm also, (laughs) I'm thrilled at your uh, work to give back 
to our community. I'm a big, you know, proponent of the arts being accessible, especially to young people, but to everybody. Yes. Because it, it is, mm-hmm. it's, um, I think it's in all of us, as you were saying. Yes. But, you know, a lot of us don't take the time to go unless somebody says, let's just go. Yes. So I was so happy to allow you to promote this and yeah, also to, to congratulate you on what you're doing. Because it's... Thank you. I know so it's an much. uphill climb for all it of us to get <laughs> yes. to get things like this off the ground. So, yes. Um, yeah. And then actually on that note, I did want to say one more thing. Um, if you know any like groups or any families or people who, you know, don't have the funds necessarily to... Uh, buy a ticket for the show we are also hosting a free and informal dress rehearsal on friday november 5th at 4 p.m at the church so you're basically you will be seeing the whole show um now there might be a little kinks in it because it is dress rehearsal that's why we do it but that's also fun to see the behind the scenes so i've also heard a few people say oh i'm gonna go to both I want to see how it changes because it will. Every live performance is mm-hmm. just so in the moment, right? And changes from day to day. So well, good. Well, yes. I wish you the best, Thank Paige you. Barnett. And again, please check out uh, a song of visions, dance, opera, and jazz. And again, I'll put this in my my show notes. But um, it's November 6, twenty twenty one, at one p.m. And 4 p.m. Yes. And then the Friday, the day before, you're saying there's a dress rehearsal that anyone can attend at 4 4 Mm p.m. So, all right. At St. John's Episcopal Church in Washington. Yes. I want to thank you. I want to thank our listeners, too, for their support and for listening to Discover Lafayette. We couldn't do this without our sponsors, and I want to thank them. Um, First of all, Iberia Bank, which is now a part of the First Horizon family. Oxner Lafayette General. Raider, and in particular, Jason Sakura, who always mixes our tape, and then Kurgan Brothers Sonic. We're so grateful for everyone's generosity. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, I'm Jan Swift.